what's going on, black people? What's happening? I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, today we have the the trillion dollar question. The trillion dollar question for today is: Are rappers doing enough to close the racial wealth gap? Are rappers doing enough for the black community? I actually took a poll, and I'm going to share the results of the poll with you in one second. So get comfortable, buck up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under one condition. The condition is that we are black first. Black first means that we put our community at the top of our priority list and we don't care who gets in the way. Black first means that our kids are going to be better educated than your kids. Black first means that our kids are going to be prepared for the future economically by any means necessary. If you agree with that philosophy, put a hashtag B in the number one of the chat, hashtag B1. That is the, the calling card if you want to join B1 conversations out here. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into this conversation. Uh, Brick City says, voice walkings always changes my mood from bad to good. Good, good. Well, let me just say this. I'm going to start this off by saying that I want to have a good conversation about the rappers. I'm not here to beat up on hip hop. Uh, I have evolved. You know, I, I have been myself very frustrated with some of the stuff I've seen uh, from that music industry. Those racist sons of bitches that just <laughs> they just they just believe anything's okay as long as it's making money, right? We 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 if we rapping about you know popping mollies and killing black people, well that's cool as long as you ain't saying nothing negative about gay people, saying nothing negative about white women, saying nothing negative about Jewish people. Anything goes when it comes to black people, but everybody else is protected. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm here to pull out my sword and protect my community, just like you protecting everybody else. You protecting that little man over wearing the dress? Well, I'm going to protect the black man who wants to put his pants on and defend his family. You want to protect that, that white female? Well, I'm going to protect the black female. I think it's okay to protect ourselves. If you agree with that philosophy, just put a yes in the chat to let me know I'm not by myself. Because sometimes, sometimes you get out here. And you say things like, you know, I want us to be more intelligent as a people. And next thing you know, people getting mad. Oh, you, what, what's wrong with you? You, you are, you are a hater. You are, you are, you are snob. You, you are, you elitist. You elitist. Ain't nothing elite about wanting black people to succeed. There's nothing elite about wanting to break generational curses. There's nothing elite about saying, you know, I don't want my kids to feel like, like, in order to be, if, if you ain't traumatized, then you ain't black. Anybody ever seen that where people really think you ain't black because you ain't really, because you ain't have a gun put to your head in the third grade and you you didn't have to, you know, uh, step over crack pipes to get to your parents and you didn't have to like dodge bullets on the way to school. Anybody ever see that? I don't like that, man. I don't want that for the kids, man. Is there something wrong with me for saying that I don't want my children to have to dodge bullets and crack pipes in order to have what is considered a normal black experience? I want my kids looking like Will Smith up at Bel Air, right? That's what I want. I want my kids rolling like the Fresh Prince. I want them to be sitting up there next to Carlton, not acting like Carlton now, but sitting next to Carlton at the fancy school living the good life, man. That's what I want. Is there something wrong with that? Is that bad? Does that does that mean I ain't keeping it real? I ain't keeping it one hundred? Is that that is what, like really? I I I personally think that there's a lot of people who agree with me, even the ones even the ones who rap about it, 
even the ones who you know they got because it went from gangster rap to trap music then they got drill rap but i bet you that if you look into the lifestyle of every if you look into the soul of every uh gangster rapper every trap rapper trapper rapper trapper trapper whatever you hell you won't call it or every drill rapper it's the successful ones now and look at what they're doing with their kids are they sending their children to the crack house in order to just have a black experience are they are their kids dodging bullets on the way to school or are their kids going to private school right so you got to pay attention like you know young jeezy i see you i see i see how you're raising your children to go to college and, and live a normal healthy life i mean you're rapping about the trap right because you got to keep it real you got to keep it keep it thug you know whatever keep it gangster but when you're talking to your son your, or your wife or your daughter i don't know if he has a son or a daughter i can't remember which one you're sending your kids to college man you know and and, and, and my point is to say I think all of us want black people to be safe and healthy and happy. I like to believe that deep down, we all truly believe or want to believe that black lives really matter. So in order for black lives to matter, then that would mean that we have to speak to, again, humbly, with grace, with peace, to our hip hop artists to say, can we speak life into our people as opposed to death? Can we elevate our people as opposed to celebrating uh, the debauchery. Can we uh, lift them up as opposed to crush them down with, with you know, I, I know that Jewish man is paying you big money to rap about only God knows what. I know that white man wrote a big check for you to go and perform and say, you know, women ain't nothing but raggedy hoes and and, and, and everybody needs to pop Molly you know, before they go to bed. And, and I shot three black dudes yesterday. I know they're paying you good money to do that. But here I am. I don't have the white man's money. I'll never have his money. I don't have a, a billion dollars to pay you. But I got a billion dollars worth of love for you. I got a billion, a, a tr multi-trillionaire community that is dependent on you to use your platform in a way that is going to uplift as opposed to suppress. Now, this is getting to the economic conversation. Actually, I want to talk specifically not just about the economics of what's going on with hip hop, but also the racial wealth gap. And also, I want to show respect to a, a rapper that I know very well, who I have tremendous respect for by the name of Killer Mike. Give me a yes in the chat if you know Killer Mike. If you know Killer Mike, if you've heard his music, if you know who he is, put a yes in the chat. Let's shout out Killer Mike uh, because Killer Mike is a great guy, and I think Kill Killer Mike deserves to be uh, truly respected. And somebody says, I want to put you in contact with KRS-One. Absolutely. I, I've never met Chris, but I would love to meet him and talk to him directly. I, I, I met one of my other favorite rappers the other day, Immortal Technique, and that was a wonderful – we had a wonderful two-hour conversation. I just think that guy's great. All right. So um, anyway, Michael Render, that's his name. Oh, and my email, uh, email manager at voicewalkins.com. That's my manager, manager at voicewalkins.com. My email gets too much stuff in it. I don't even read email, to be honest with you. All right. So so here's the deal. So Killer Mike, um, I, uh, so here's how it started, right? So last week, I'm doing kind of a follow-up to a discussion that we had last week. So last week, I posted something that George Frazier shared. Uh, George Frazier, his Power Networking Conference is in August, and I'm going to be speaking there, so I suggest you go take a look at that. Um, and I put up this post, right? And uh, if you're watching on, on YouTube, you can see it. If you're on Instagram, you won't see it. But uh, you saw it on Instagram. My Instagram is The Real Boyce Watkins. It was an image of a lot of rappers, very famous people in the picture, holding up glasses of whatever, you know, toasting their success. Look at that. Look at us. This is black excellence, y'all. This is success. You got T.I., Jim Jones. Uh, D DJ Khaled, uh, what's it, Yo Gotti, Diddy, Jay-Z, 
a lot of other people in the picture, right? A lot of hip hop artists. And, 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 and what happened with this image that's really interesting is that some people said, yes, look at this. This is, this is Dr. King's dream. This is the American dream. They're doing so well. This is great. Um, this is black excellence personified. And, uh, and, and I didn't totally disagree with that, but then there were some who stepped in and said, is this really black excellence? You know, is this really the pinnacle of success? It does this really represent so-called success. What is success? What is success? Well, the thing about success that's kind of funny is that when you're black, success can come in a lot of different forms. And sometimes what you receive that you think is success really ain't success, right? Uh, I, you know, I remember you 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 may you basically kind of make white people into your economic guides. So if I'm a white man and I say, okay, I want to create some artificial black success, what I do is I grab some ignorant dude. Uh, you know, who has nothing good to say about the black community. And I give him $10 million and I put him on TV. And then I have him go rap about how he has $10 million in the bank and he's on TV. And then people will say that's success. So now again, this is how they spread the poison to your community. So then you can send him on a tour to every elementary school in America where he comes into the school and they, the teacher says, look at him, look at how successful he is. And he stands in front of the kids and says, yeah, if you do what I do, you could be just like me. So kids, you know, kids don't know that. Just see that they're like, okay, I, I would do like him because because he got ten million dollars in the bank and he was on TV, so he must be successful. So is that? Give me a yes or no. Is that necessarily a measure of success? Give me a yes or no. Does that is that a success? Just being on TV and having money is that success? Yes or no? Automatically success. Um, I'm gonna say no. And the reason I'm bringing it up like that is because I want you to be able to discern not just how much money you have. But how you got that money? Y'all know money is my thing. I love to talk about money. I love to talk about wealth. I love to talk about investing. But also how you get the money really matters. Because sometimes you can put $10 million in your bank account, but you've done $100 million worth of damage to your community. Right? I could go out and maybe I could. Uh, I My wife and I were just watching a documentary about a white lady who was on crack. And she, uh, in order to get more crack, she to get money for crack, she got money by pimping out her 15-year-old daughter. So she had more money, so much so-called financial success, but the cost of her success was incredibly high. It was a price that was higher than any, any of us would ever pay. So ultimately, what I want is I want you to have real success, not crackhead success, because crackhead success makes you think you're successful when you really aren't successful at all. It makes you feel successful when really you're kind of a failure. Right. You, you claim success, but really you've stolen success away from others. So if I have made pay attention now, here's where I'm going. If I've made 50 million dollars spreading a message, marketing a message that is deadly and toxic to every young black male who follows my instructions. Then I really don't have real success. I actually have crackhead success. Right. Because I can show you where I have 50 million dollars in the bank. But what you don't see is the three or four hundred million dollars worth of damage that has been done from, you know, getting a million young black boys to divert their energy from productive activities to self-destructive activities. This is where it gets a little murky. So there are some people who argue that what rappers say has no influence, that rappers just, you know, they just they just be an artist. They're just saying what they say. America was messed up, <coughs> excuse me, before rappers came along, which is true. Uh, American systems, they, they put them in the trap. They're only rapping about the things they know about. Some of that's true, right? All that should be heard. All those points should be heard. But 
I want to ask you all a question. Let's do a quick straw poll amongst intelligent black people. Do you believe that rappers have influence on the listener, especially young children? Do you believe, give me a yes or no, do you believe that the words and the lyrics and the actions of hip-hop artists influence society on any level? Do you believe that a rapper can make people buy a certain product? Well, the answer is probably yes, because cor that's why corporations pay them money. They say, oh, well, here, we'll give you a million dollars to, you know, chew on a cheeseburger and then people will go buy that cheeseburger corporations ain't stupid they do the calculations right uh so 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 to say that artists have no influence and that their words don't matter is simply not true the evidence does not support that statement so the reason that this conversation with hip-hop artists has to occur is because it's like when you were little when your mama said when, that when you leave this house you're representing the family well, the same thing can be said about rappers. When you go out into the world and you present yourself in a certain way, you are not just representing yourself, you are representing the family. And also, just like the family, when you go out here and you act an ass and you embarrass the family or you create a perception of the family that is not accurate and true, the family ends up paying a price for your behavior. Right. So if you present you know, the image that every black man is, a you know, woman hating thug that wants to kill other black people. Well, then that means that if I'm going to court and I'm being judged by a jury of my peers who don't know any black people other than the ones they've seen on TV, they're going to apply those stereotypes in terms of how they evaluate and how they judge me. So it doesn't just mean that you're representing the family. It means that the family also has to check that ass if you're out here behaving in a way that is problematic for the rest of us. Now, with that said, uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, if you haven't done it yet. Uh, and I want to hear, I want to share both sides of this argument. And by the way, I want to mention this too. Uh, if you're a woman, uh, there's a great women's conference being hosted by Lene Javette, who is uh, an excellent business coach. I've worked with Lene for about eight years now, and I love this lady. She's brilliant. She's gathered about 20 black women for the Black Pal Her Conference, H-E-R. It's women only, so men, we can't go. But this is going to be really lit. It's, it's right, it's online. Uh, you can go, I put a link on voicewalkins.com. If you go to voicewalkins.com, you can find the link on my website. Or if you're on Instagram, just hit the link in the bio. And I think she's offering a discount. So feel free to go take a look. All right. So let me show you, uh, let me show you something else. So, so, so here's the deal. So when, when this image was kind of questioned, when George Frazier correctly basically put out a point to say, look, there's a billion dollars in this picture and there's not uh, not a single black owned uh, factory. There's no industry. There's no, uh, he, he said a lot of stuff. It was a lot of stuff related to the fact that despite the fact that you have a lot of these so-called successful black people, there's nothing really to show for it on an aggregate scale. Now, sure, there are prob there's probably a couple mansions in there, uh, a few Bentleys in there, uh, maybe a couple burger joints, you know, where they hired four or five people in, in the burger joint. That's all there. But in terms of large scale uh, impact on the racial wealth gap, some would argue that that's just not the case. Right now, here's the thing. I think that this statement could be made without hating on the rappers. Uh, I think the statement could be made in a way where you say, OK, you know what? If you're not sure how to build industry, we have an army of black people, thousands of them that could show you exactly what to do. Right. But what we would need is for us to stop as a community, stop celebrating some Negro just because he got on TV, stop celebrating him just because he got a record deal and start challenging him to say, hey, 
you know, there's a little bit more you could do. You have 50 million followers on Instagram. Maybe there's more constructive stuff that could be done other than you getting on there arguing with your baby's mama, right? Now, now again, some of these guys just don't know it, but then some guys know it, but they don't listen. They don't respect the community, or maybe they just don't want to elevate their thinking because sometimes when the white man's giving you money and white women are chasing you down, you somehow get to the point where you're like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Right. You start to really believe that the black experience and the black struggle means nothing to you. So uh, I'm really talking so much about when I talk about the artists that I can relate to, the ones I can understand. I think about guys like Killer Mike, who uh, is somebody who I know for a fact cares about black people very much. Uh, Killer Mike is uh, it's not just a great guy. He's a great artist. And that is somebody I think we should love, respect, uh, stand by and protect under any circumstance. And Killer Mike made a statement that I'm actually going to share with you all because I really want you all to hear both sides of the conversation. And then I'm going to share the results of a poll I took because I, you know, I'm a statistician, so I like to take polls and get data. But here's what Killer Mike said in response to George Frazier's statement. He said, I don't know about many others, but Tip Tarmati is a real real estate developer and we have partnered on projects and he is currently building 143 units of affordable housing and retail center in our old community. We are rebuilding a 50-year-old restaurant bought from a black woman. He, Jermaine Jeezy, Dallas Austin, Big Boy of Outcasts, and many other entertainers have become businessmen and keep many folks empowered and employed. I would argue that this picture represents at least a thousand jobs. Remember that term, a thousand jobs, and for blacks and beyond. The schools be it the schools, be it for, uh, be it, uh, LeBron's or Winston Academy and ATL, are essential and important, too. All supported with these folks' dollars, too. At any rate, I see the glasses half full. My great-grandparents left a farm for us that we still own, and I plan on leaving that and more for my grandchildren and community. Can we do better? Yes. Will we? Absolutely, we will. Love and respect. Black folks love y'all. So let me tell you, first reason I love that comment from Killer Mike is because it is an acknowledgement that the community is being heard. And that's what Killer Mike is really good about. He's really good about it, at hearing people and responding. I mean, the man should be a politician if he's not already running for office as a state. I would vote for him. Now, here's what I want to um, come back with and, and share as well. Now, I did a survey, though. And the survey with you guys, I put, I did it on uh, on my YouTube channel. I love to do surveys to see what you guys are thinking because I want to hear you hear the voices of you guys as well. And I said, do you think rappers do enough for the black community? Look at those results. Ninety four percent of you said no. Ninety four percent. That's nine out of ten black people, at least intelligent black people that follow this platform. So y'all ain't normal. Y'all not average Negroes. Let's just be clear about that. Y'all are some really special people in a good way, special in a good way, right? But still, 94% said no. So so the question is, how do you reconcile that, right? Killer Mike making very good points about what T.I. and he are doing in Atlanta and Big Boy from Outcast and some other guys and, and doing really good stuff. But then the community's not satisfied. The community's just looking over and saying, man, come on, man, this is this is white. This isn't really going anywhere, right? Well, let, let me, let me, let me kind of now, somebody said how many votes? It was a few thousand. I'm going to say about 3,000. And I'm a statistician, so you really only need about two or 300 votes, actually, most of the time to really get a decent inference on the population. So you don't have to, just so y'all know, uh, you know, those who are not statisticians, just know you don't have to sample a billion people to get a good result. You really only need, really, 3,000 is too many, actually, but but that's about how many we have. Okay, so, so here's the thing. 
here's where I think that there is areas uh, for improvement, room for improvement. I'm tired of setting the bar low for rappers. I really am. I'm really tired of setting the bar low by saying, you know, that if a guy, you know, get if, if a guy just, you know, I don't know, invest five grand in a black owned business, that that's enough. Or he gives three thousand dollars to a community center or whatever. Uh, I, I, I don't like that. That doesn't mean anything to me. If I, you know, because at the same time, I'm hearing that you invested a million dollars with some white boys on Silicon Valley, but you gave three thousand to the black community center. That that means pretty much that black people are getting your spare change. White people are getting your big boy money. White people are getting your big boy commitment. That's that's one of the problems. Right. The other issue that you have is that when you talk about what rappers can and should do, their value is not in how much money they have. Their value is not in how much economic financial wealth they have. Their value is their influence. That's why you have so many deals that are done where uh, where a, a, a billion dollar tech company will make a move and they'll go find a rapper to be part of the board and they'll say, look, we don't want any of your money. We just want your influence. How do you think that those Russians came in and were able to buy that uh, uh, the, the, play, the center where the Brooklyn Nets play? How do you think they were able to get that arena? Well, they called up Jay-Z. They said, Jay-Z, we'll give you this percentage, this tiny little, tiny little, tiny, tiny, tiny percentage. Gotta give you a little, little tiny, like crumb percent, like a bitch tiny percentage of the team. And then we're gonna put you on a gigantic ass billboard in the middle of Times Square and make everybody think you're the owner. Right? Why do you think they did that? Well, that was that was a beautiful rope-a-dope. That rope-a-dope was we're gonna we, we need a mascot, we need an influencer. So that when people come and critique us and say, look, black people are getting screwed in this deal, we can say, no, no, look, look at that. We got, we got Jay-Z. We got, why would you go against Jay-Z? Why you hating, dog? Why you be hating, dog? See that, that old, like, why you be hating, dog culture? Like, that kills a lot of progress in the community because a lot of your critical thinkers are not haters. They're not trying to be haters. They're just thinkers. Stop encourage, Stop discouraging black people from thinking. Stop thinking that every time somebody has a critical analysis that they just be hating, you just be hating. What you're doing is you are oppressing people into mob-like ignorant behavior where you don't take a moment to reflect on things before you move. You simply do what everybody else is doing because you're trying to follow the crowd. I ain't trying to follow the damn crowd. The crowd is how we got here. Following the crowd is what got you into the bullshit that you're in right now. So stop following the crowd. Seriously. You ain't got to be a hater. You ain't got to attack everything. But my Lord, can we at least stop and ask a question like, wait a minute. You're saying I need to vote and you got a pen that says I voted. Well, who did you vote for and why did you vote for them? Well, why you be hating? What's wrong with you? Well, no, I'm not hating. I just want to know. What did we get for the vote? Like, what, what, what did they deliver specifically that makes them worthy of our political attention and support. Well, you, well, you, you, what's wrong with you? Shut up. Stop it. See, the problem that you, some, some of the problems you have with the community is sometimes we let the dumb kids drive the bus. We just do. We let, we let the kids from the little bus drive the big bus and then the bus goes off the cliff and you wonder why. Stop letting, stop letting the kids drive the bus who don't know how to drive. Okay. And so, so with that being said, let's go back to, to reconcile this point. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. If you haven't done it yet. Uh, also, um, 
Uh, don't forget tomorrow we have stock market investing class. If you want to do a free trial in the class, it's really good. And I get free stock picks and all that stuff. So feel free to go to boyswalkins.com and take a look. Stock market investing is my expertise. Uh, that's what my PhD is in. I would love to help you avoid all the nonsense that's out here. So feel free to join us. We meet every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And there's five years of content available that you can go and dive into right this second. All right. So so let's um let let's go back on this, right? Okay, so when you're talking about Mike Killer Mike made a great point about how that picture of your wealthiest rappers, you got Jay-Z, billionaire, Diddy, billionaire, T.I. Killing it. A lot of guys in there making a lot of money. He said that represents at least a thousand jobs. Let me give you a basis of comparison uh, in terms of what goes through my mind as an economist when you say a thousand jobs. Let's look at white people. Elon Musk. Now, mind you, Elon Musk has more money than probably all the 10 richest rappers combined times 10. So he's got a lot more money than a Jay-Z. But Elon Musk has probably created with SpaceX and Tesla a good 150,000, 200,000 jobs for mostly white people. Uh, let's look at Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos has created about 1.6 million jobs for mostly white people, right? Now, my argument would be if Jeff Bezos can create 1.6 million jobs for mostly white people, then... I wonder if Jay-Z and Beyonce could create, say, 100,000 jobs or maybe 70,000 jobs for black people, right? When, when, I got, when, I, when I got on with Kanye West on the phone, one of the first things he told me, I don't know why he told me because I ain't nobody, but he did tell me he was worth $4.6 billion. So my thought is if you're worth $4.6 billion, then you could probably create, you know, 10,000 jobs, Right. 20,000 jobs. You know, one of the things that we do sometimes is we set the bar incredibly low. We don't understand. We don't sort of take the time to really think about what can really be done with the resources that you have. Now, here's the other deal, too. We don't need your money. We don't need your money. If rappers are looking at the community saying, damn, like they, got, they just want to have their, their hand in our pocket. We don't need your money. All we need is your influence. And all we need is for you to sit down with the smart people in the community and make a plan. So, so if you are a TI and you, let's say you take a coalition, let's make it a powerhouse coalition, uh, but let's build, let's build a powerhouse coalition. Of some of my favorite rappers. Okay. You got TI. I love TI's music. Great. Brilliant artist. Uh, Ice Cube. That's the homie, right? Killer Mike. And let's, let's throw in some couple other rappers. I, I know Jay-Z. Let's throw in Jay-Z. And uh, give me another rapper. Give me a couple more influential rappers that, that are really Kanye. We got Kanye. Anybody else? Somebody else give me the last rapper I can throw into the into the, into the the pack. Give me another one. Give me another one. Uh, let, let's see here. Uh, oh, Drake. No, not Drake. He's, he's Canadian. All right. Let, let's throw in. <laughs> let's throw in another. Give me one more. I need one more rapper. Jeezy. Okay. Well, Jeezy. Hey, give me, give me somebody. Immortal technique. There we go. Immortal technique. Or little baby. Let's throw a little baby. We're, we're gonna include the young people, right? Little baby, Lil Wayne, and, and Snoop Dogg. Okay. So now think about this. If you add up all of the Instagram followers of that group, you're probably talking about over a hundred million people. That right there is enough to build as many businesses as you want and to make them all do extremely well. Because right there you have mass marketing, which is Right there, that's a billion dollars worth, uh, several billion dollars worth of economic value right there. But then number two, 
you really need people that are able to strategically design organizations that employ lots of people. So, so what you would do then is you sit there and you say, look, I'm the rapper. I can go and I'm the promoter. I can tell everybody how great the business is. I just need y'all to make a quality product that can be delivered to the customer in a, in, 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 in a, in a professional way. All right. So you get your little team of nerds back there, you know, your little voice walkings types and they sit back and they say, OK, we've got we, we, we got. OK, well, I'm, I'm going to get Kanye to go and put pressure on uh, Apple. Let's say let's say Kanye. He's a bad example. We're going to get Jay-Z to go uh, get Apple and all these corporate sponsors to line up and give us a, the first billion dollars. The other billion will come from banks. We'll go to banks. And, uh, and lay out our plan and get the use, use those banking relationships, get another billion. And then we're going to go and we're going to establish an organization that goes and hires 20,000 black people to run this thing. And you will go and promote it and make sure that whatever we create, whatever product we create is going to sell in the thousands and thousands of units. We're going to industrialize. That's my point. This is called industrialization. Industrialization is not what you see in much of the real world. What you see in terms of our culture is you see a little bit of what some might say is a little bit of a slave culture. And it's not in a bad way. A slave culture is when you just know how to work really, really hard. And you think about things in a uh, sort of a one-off fashion. Like I'm going to work really, really hard so that I can make a whole lot of money for me and myself and that's it. But industrialization is where you pull together resources on a large scale you, you build you know, massive brands that employ thousands and thousands of people in a broad scale organizational structure that impacts communities all around the world. So you need people that know how to be captains of industry. And you've got those people in your community. The problem is that the rappers don't really talk to them. When the rappers meet captains of industry, they're usually meeting white boys in Silicon Valley. When rappers meet captains of industry, they're meeting that Jewish kid from Harvard who happens to be part of the NBA Players Association, who was the guy who's going to manage your money. All right? Do y'all understand? Even the NFL Players Association, I have had I have had so many reports of people coming back to me and talking about how they block, how they cock block any black owned business, like 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 grassroots black owned businesses that try to connect to the athletes and entertainers and get some of that money and some of that influence to bring it back to the community. They block all that because they see the economic value of controlling the high income black people. They they just they just see it. they're like no you can't have it. no we're gonna we're gonna send an email out to all the players and tell them warn them about there's one organization 40 yards of gold there's two brothers one's a dentist and I, I forget what the other one does but they both play football at the University of Michigan they created a 40 yard dash competition that was very well done very well executed. And they did a whole interview. It's on the blackvaultschannel.com. I'll put the URL on the screen. I swear to God, they did an interview with Jeff Lighty Jr. where they basically seemed to feel that the NFL Players Association, at first they were like, we love the idea. We want to partner with you. Next thing you know, they're, they're just saying negative things that cause them to lose all their corporate sponsors. Next thing you know, the whole business idea just dies. So what I'm saying to you is that is that there, there's a way to really make this work. There's a way to make this work on a massive scale. Um, I think at the very beginning, we have to start by setting the bar at a higher level. Don't talk to me about how you created 12 jobs. You know, I mean, again, if you're supposed to be a rapper, you're, you're a big whatever, big Sean, big this, big that. You know, rappers are big. They're loud. They're 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 broad. They're flamboyant. They, they do this a lot, right? That's the like what animals do when they're trying to mate. Like, look at how big I am. Well, if you're talking big, 
about how many Birkin bags you bought your girlfriend? Are you talking big about how many babies mamas you got pregnant last year? Are you talking big about how big your Bentley is and how much money you got? Then talk big about what you're doing for the black community. Talk big about the fact that you you went out and you employed 50,000 black people. Show me an army of people that have jobs in your own hood because you leverage all your connections. These white people love you. They don't. They listen to you in a way that they'll never listen to people like me. I scare white people when I walk in the room, and I and I smile a lot. And I, but I still scare them. I scare you the way they get scared of me. You would think I was walking in with an AK-47, <laughs> but they are scared. You know what they scared? But they scared of this. <laughs> They're scared of the big black brain, and I'm taking that with me everywhere I go. So here's what we do: we do we do good cop, bad cop. I'll sit on the outside and be the bad cop. You go in, you be the good cop. Because all you, I mean, you're just a black man with a microphone. They're not going to be scared. They're going to come to your concerts. They'll give you money. They love you. They All the corporate sponsors, all the corporations want to bring you to the office parties and all that. Fine. But use those damn connections to help your people. Shake them down. Go to the, you know, when you meet the, the, the CEO of Apple, excuse me, of Apple and Bank of America and all the McDonald's and all that, then you come to them and say, we got a billion dollar fund. We're raising a billion dollars. We're partnering with experts from our community. And we need a billion dollars so that we can go and start you know, 80 businesses and employ 20,000 people. Or we need a billion dollar fund. We need you to put money in our fund uh, in order to remain our friend. If you want to be down with, with Snoop Dogg or whatever, you want to be down with me, then put, a, put money in this billion dollar fund so that we can go build 300 schools in the black communities all across this country. Stop talking about one school. That's such small-minded thinking. The biggest barrier to success that, that in, in all of existence is small-minded thinking. So when you are talking about one guy who built one school, you can never win the game of white supremacy. When you talk about one business, one school, one-off, one situation – you can never win the game of systematic white supremacy because you don't even know what game you're playing. You're playing a systematic game. It's like trying to play. A, it's like trying to win the Super Bowl when you got one player. You can't win the Super Bowl with one player, no matter how good that player is. You won't even get it. You can't even. They won't even let you in the game because they they're gonna say you're gonna get killed because you need eleven on offense and eleven on defense. Then you need special teams and you need a coaching staff and you need a a whole you know about a hundred people with you in order to win the Super Bowl. You can't win the Super Bowl with one person. So when and whenever anybody says, "Hey, well, LeBron built the school," not that I don't care about that school, but honestly, I don't care about that school. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I, 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 not that I don't care. I think one school's great, but I, I don't see white people saying, well, we got one school. That's why we're successful. No, white people have like probably 3,000 universities all across this country. White people have thousands of schools, right? So what we need is we need thousands of schools. That can be done. You have the models out there. Have, has anybody ever visited the Muhammad University of Islam in Chicago? My Lord Jesus, if you go to that school, you'll be blown away because those kids are smarter than everybody's kids. Those kids are smarter than grownups up in that mug. The Nation of Islam already has the blueprint. They just need the money. They need y'all to stop running away from Farrakhan and getting scared every time they tell you that he's that he's that somehow he's dangerous. But yet they'll let a, they'll let somebody go. Take pay attention now. They'll let somebody rap on Spotify all day about killing black people. But yet they're gonna try to convince you that Farrakhan's dangerous because he stands up for black people. Get out of here with that nonsense. 
Stop falling for the okie doke. Go to that damn school, raise $100 million so they can mass produce their business model and help people all across the United States. It doesn't make any sense. Pay attention now. This is how I know they don't love you. This is how I know that they don't love you. Stop saying Black Lives Matter. Stop it. I don't believe you. You're, you're full of shit. The reason I know they don't love you is because all the bad ideas get all the funding in the world and all the good ideas don't get any money at all. They'll put a trillion dollars behind a really bad idea, but put no money behind the ideas that are already working. You got schools like Freedom Home Academy International operating on a damn shoestring budget, but they educating 12 year olds like college students. But yet you will dump 10 billion into Chicago public schools that's producing tens of thousands of kids every year who can't even read. How the hell are you 18 years old and you done spent 100,000 hours in school and you can't read? That's insanity to me so stop funding the bad ideas and start putting money into the good ones the templates already exist in the community the reason white owned media ignores black excellence that occurs in the community is because they do not want black excellence to rise if they really wanted black excellence to rise then they would find those in the community who are already getting it done all those teachers all those people running community centers all those people running businesses with a dollar and 15 cents and they would fund those sons of bitches but they don't they don't they don't they put the money into bullshit that doesn't do anything for anybody other than themselves i'm done talking I'm getting I'm getting mad right now. This this just makes me angry, man. I I went out I was out just last week with a guy uh, named Tyrone Muhammad out of Chicago. This brother goes into neighborhoods that the police won't even go, and he stops gang violence. He's a former GD who did 21 years in prison, so he's cool. He's real close to Larry Hoover and everything else. This guy is out in the community getting it done, going places the cops can't even go. And they give him no money. All the Black Lives Matter money goes to white people. So stop pretending like you care about black because we know you don't. In fact, I've given up on that. I've given up on that. I'm not asking them to care about black people. I'm asking you to care about black people. And to me, if you care about black people, you will take the time to ask the hard questions and have the hard conversations. You won't just celebrate nothingness as if it's something. Symbolism is a bowl of nothingness. At best, it has a psychological effect, but it's really nothing substantive that you can sink your teeth into. But there are real solutions out there. We just have to start listening, man. We just have to start listening. You get the people with the influence, connected with the people that have the real solutions, and then kaboom, you suddenly start scoring touchdowns. You start winning games. You start winning championships as a community. That's what I want to see for us. And I think the rappers are the key to this. This is why I'm not throwing the rappers away. <laughs> we might be mad at them. Some of that stuff might be crazy to me. But at the same time, you know, they 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 they've broken into spaces a lot of us can't go. And and I, I think it's a matter of them making the conscious decision to be intelligently guided on what your next move is so that you can have maximum bang for your buck. Because a lot of those people that are around you do not have your best interests at heart, and they certainly show as hell don't care about your people. That's it, guys. I'm done talking. My wife is waiting on me. We're about to go run. I need to run because I'm getting fat. Shout out to the Black Achievers in Louisville, Kentucky. I decided to be a, a title sponsor for their banquet. The Black Achievers gave me my first scholarship when nobody else would. I owe them everything. So I'm going to go to Louisville this weekend to um, support them. 
And uh, also, like I said, Lene Javette is hosting the Power Her Conference, uh, Power Her Business Conference for Women. If you want to join that, you can go to voicewalkings.com. Uh, that's going to be virtual. It's going to be really good. So feel free to go to voicewalkings.com. I have a link there. And also, if you want to join us tomorrow for stock market investing class, that link is there also. You can do a free trial in the class. All right, guys, stay blessed. If you could, please hit that thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. And also, if you want to support the channel, uh, feel free to become a patron at intelligentblackpeople.com. Uh, I, I drop stock picks and special offers in there in exchange for your support. So uh, we're trying to build Black-owned media, so we could really use your help with that as well. So the URL's on the screen. All right, guys, have a good night. God bless you. Love you. I'll see you soon. Take care now. Peace.